got to be an incredibly difficult thing to lose a child in a car accident. How about three? This happened over the weekend in Brampton, and I wanted to talk about it because I can picture my kids doing a lot of things. I can't even picture both of them in the car together at the same time and them not coming home alive. It's an unspeakable tragedy. I don't think it has answers right now, but it has questions, and I think we'd all question ourselves how we drove as teenagers, the responsibility we had, the mistakes we made, some of the reckless decisions we might have even made, and lived to tell about it. And unfortunately, that's not the case here. This conversation from Tuesday's Toronto Today. All right, I was thinking this yesterday, how um, there's a graduation process now with driving, and we mentioned this horrific crash. What I didn't know um, coming in Monday was the story of these three teenagers. Um, It's... Rather remarkable. Three teenagers killed in a single vehicle crash, and they were siblings. So 15-year-old Pharaoh Blackman-Lau, 17-year-old Judah Blackman-Lau, and 19-year-old Terza Blackman-Lau. And, and the TV story that Erica Vella put together for Global News, I'm going to play you just a little bit of their, of the older sister's comments, uh, documented what a good soccer player Pharaoh was. Uh, Terza was 19. They've got her with a graduation cap on. It makes you ill. Uh, to look at the photos. It makes you ill to look at it. Hear the sister's words. And I don't know how you find the strength to do this. I've often said this for everything I think I'm brave about, everything I think I can take on and, and I can be opinionated and say anything at any time. You, you you put a camera in front of me or a microphone in me and ask me to talk about loss in the immediate aftermath. I don't think that I could. So the strength and fortitude Kiana Blackman Warren has. She's just lost three siblings. Here's uh, some of the story uh, that Eric Ve- Erica Vela uh, put together. It it really uh, rocked me, and I, I could feel it. Shoulders all the way down to my ankles. I watched it before going out to the show, the Duran Duran concert last night, but it was still on my mind taking the train down there. Here's some of it. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that she was an athlete <laughs> her whole life. Running track and cross country, Tirza was a true athlete like her brothers. 15-year-old Farah Blackman Lal, passionate about soccer. He lived and breathed soccer. He took it seriously, you know, he took, he took the sport itself very serious. He, on his off days, would always be training. 17-year-old Judah Blackman Lal also loves sports, but his sister says one of his best qualities. Judah was probably the epitome of loyal. It doesn't get more loyal than him. He took his relationship with his brothers and his sisters, and especially his mom, extremely serious. He would protect all of us at all costs. I got two stats I want to arm you with. I want to arm you with some information here. The leading cause of death in Ontario, This is so we're localizing this, between 15 and 25-year-olds is motor vehicle crashes. It's nothing else. Um, this is the one that jumped off the page to me. Teen drivers are more likely to be involved in single vehicle crashes. And when you think about, I, you know, I couldn't wait to get my license at 16. I'm an August birthday. I didn't get it till December after I turned 16. I was away for the summer and then had to play catch up with, uh, with, with getting driver's ed done and all that stuff. But I couldn't wait. And once I got my freedom, I was gone. And I don't know how, I don't know how my parents did it with just being confident and understanding. Now there were things I wouldn't, I wouldn't be out at, uh, you know, three in the morning. I wouldn't be on the 401. I think they knew I was just going to tool around, go to friends' houses. 
Um, and you're you're inclined to probably think was alcohol ever a factor? I would say no for the rest of grade eleven and for almost all of grade twelve. But I do remember one time, and I can tell you, I, I could tell you everything about it if I had the time. Um, certainly, being within control, I thought of what I was doing behind the wheel, but knowing knowing I'd probably blow over. And I never, I, I'm being honest, I never risked it that much again. I think if I'd ever blown over again, I'm being totally honest about this because I owe you a hard day's work, a hard morning's work, and, and just being honest with you about where I've been, what I've done, what I think. I probably only had that happen one time. And I had to drive from downtown out to the country, north of, of London. North, for We got Londoners listening this morning, north of Masonville, up to Arva, where Medway High School is, take a left turn, go towards Ilderton. But that probably only happened one time. And I was like, thank you, somebody, for just getting me home okay. Never let that happen again. And I would tell you that I don't think I did. And if I ever had an opportunity to blow into a breathalyzer again, I would tell you that if I blew over a .08, I I think there would have been something wrong with the machine. I was cautious about it. Not a teetotaler, not an angel. And, uh, and maybe we all ask ourselves these questions. What would we do differently? I bring these stats up because we got to find out what happened here to this family. I'm sure in a way they don't want to know, but you'd have to know. You'd have to know. This is a single vehicle crash into a tree after 2 a.m. on a Saturday. The, the car's engulfed in flames. So this suggests everybody I talked to yesterday. Okay. It's two people, but the two people I talked to yesterday said this suggests a pretty high rate of speed. And we're seeing this happen constantly, constantly. And I can't tell if it's happening more or we're just talking more about it or whether we bump these things up in the news cycle. And it's, it ends up being a head because again, it, it, it creates a visceral emotion. You the same way it does me. Not that that could have been me, not that that could have been you when you were learning to drive. And I brought it up earlier, the idea that my kid would be in an accident and he doesn't come home and his brother's not is in the car and he doesn't come home. Like, how could you ever take a step forward again? How could you ever come to your job again? How could you ever look your your partner in the eyes again? How could you explain it to your grandparents again? You didn't you didn't do anything, but you gave your kid the keys and you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to give them responsibility and you're supposed to trust them and you're supposed to know that they're going to all make it home okay. So again, you'd want to know, but you wouldn't in a case like this. And just really quick, I know there's people that are going to be saying, what are they doing out at 2 a.m.? Kids are out at 2 a.m., man. Come on. They're 19, they're 17. They're going to be out at 2 a.m. on a Saturday. We got to get used to, like, are we going to have a real conversation about this or not? Are we going to ban drivers after 11 p.m. if they're under a certain age? We're already graduating driving with zero levels of blood alcohol and making sure they're not on the highway in those early G2 days anyway. This kid had a G2. He didn't have a full G license. So, of course, the family's going to want answers, and I'm curious about the answers, too. Doesn't change the fact it's a monstrous, monstrous tragedy. And again, the older sibling getting in front of a camera and talking about it, Full-on strength to her. It's amazing that she was able to do that.